Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Very happy to be in the Asia Tech Podcast studio. This is Graham Brown. We are going into a new world today, the world of esports. Now, I'm no expert in esports, but I'm joined by two people who know a few things about esports. Andy and Sabir. <laughs> I'm going to get the pronunciations right. They've <laughs> schooled right. me on the <laughs> pronunciations. Andy. Yes. Sabir. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty I'm just like here to amuse him. <laughs> like, is that terrible? No, that's great. That would that's make my mother good. proud. Would it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is my best accent there. Mom, I hope you're not listening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, chaps, great to have you in the studio. Esports. Obviously, we're going to go there and talk about esports. Let's talk about your genesis with esports. What does esports mean to you first, right. Andy? Andy? Okay. Hi, thanks for having me here, by the way. So, esports is like this passion, this pipe dream that didn't really come true. We started off knowing esports. I started off knowing esports uh, by looking over my brother through his shoulder playing esports. So he was playing this specific game, Counter-Strike, and I was like five or six years old. And I keep thinking, wow, I really need to get my hands on this game. And I still remember the first moment he allowed me to touch the keyboard and mouse. I remember him telling me, just press B, 4, 4, and press W and shoot with your left click. And from then on, I just got hooked, and I've been playing Counter-Strike for 11 years now. Wow. And... Well, yeah, sadly it didn't come true, but I guess here's my chance again to talk What do you mean it didn't come sports. true? You were planning to do what? So esports for players, right? The main dream is to go pro. So you, you get to play on the world stage, you know, playing people internationally, playing the mm. best of the best. So I used to have that chance um, when I was like, I think it was three years ago, uh, I was playing and I was playing pretty good. So I get approached by the number one team in Indonesia, Team Next Level Gaming. Mm -hmm. They have a CSGO, Counter-Strike Global Offensive uh, squad, and they actually offered me a place to play with them. But that was right when I was just starting my college education. Right. And living in Asia with conservative parents and you know people not really knowing what esports is, well, I, I kind of went with the flow, I guess. So yeah. I rejected that. And then a second chance came when there was a world championship. So then they invited me to play for Indonesia. And that time I just started my degree. Mm. And so the pattern just repeated itself. Mm. So well, it just went down. So like the, the option of either becoming a doctor, an MBA lawyer, mm. or gamer <laughs> exactly. asian parents i mean not just asian parents but globally yeah globally what would yes, it mean yeah. if you went pro yeah what would that actually mean i mean right can you make a good living out of it Oof. now especially i think you make a lot of good money right because yeah. uh how much can you earn as a pro gamer to be honest the highest earning player right now is a dota 2 player yeah he's earned 3.5 million dollars right throughout his career which is like 10 or 15 years and that's right. only the professional side that's only the professional side yes you can look exactly. at the guys that are streaming online yep. that play it just yep. to make youtube videos right. they make way more money than the professional oh, yes. guys right. do yes. which is crazy right it like think crazy. about 
a guy that actually sets out to win titles and championships mm. versus a guy that sits in his home nine to five and just plays the game and shows you, you know, that he's playing the game. He makes more money than the other guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. exactly. That's so cool, there's, there's there's a lot of avenues you can go uh, in terms of going pro or making it big in esports. Because, mm. uh, like Sabir mentioned, uh, streaming, mm. which is basically just pumping out content right. to viewers, then you get them to, uh, I don't know, I'll call it pay you mm -hmm. by maybe donating or subscribing to your channels, and that's good money. Like uh, one of the best streamers right now, the most well-known is Ninja. Yeah. I think you'll agree, right? He plays Fortnite. Mm. I'm sure you know Fro yeah, Fortnite. I got yeah. 12 year old son. <laughs> yes. So yeah, he plays Fortnite every single day, uh, Monday to Friday, nine to five, and I think he earns upwards of a few hundred thousand dollars a month mm. just playing games. Yeah. But that's from the content point of view. What I meant when I was saying I had my chance was going pro as right, an as athlete. a player. Yes. You call it athlete? Yes. They Absolutely. they do call it esports athletes now. That's awesome, man. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, kind of going back on on what he was saying, if we backtrack a little bit, um esports is yeah, sure it's this like insanely exciting new kid on the block, right? In terms of the industry or or the eyeballs, the viewership, but for the guys that have been following it for a long time, mm. uh, myself included, Andy included, it's just this feeling of nostalgia, this feeling of, can I swear? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> this feeling of shit, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. oh, yeah. oh. When my parents were telling me, don't waste your time on games, mm. I could have been, and I could have been great, and I could have been doing this career that no one saw coming. But when you say, I mean, okay, I'm gonna ask you about your sort of genesis in esports as well but at what point has it become a career because like we're having this conversation now 2018 and yeah. the cusp of 2019 and now it's possible when did it become possible to be honest you know you can't look at one uh, singular factor for it becoming a career or, or or a viable path because there were a lot of things that just added up for it mm. to become what it is if we look back so i'm 24 now Back when I was like 13 or 14, I was still on YouTube watching people play video games and create videos out of it, which at the time would be just preposterous to a lot of people. Mm. And that was considered a subculture, right? You were considered the gamer and that was your, your kind of code. Um, and, you know, you had gamers from all sorts of different backgrounds, areas, and now it's just been magnified. That, you know, a gamer can be anyone. A gamer can be a guy who works 9 to 5 at Goldman Sachs. A gamer can be a kid who's 12 and likes, you know, Fortnite. watching Monsters, Inc. Yeah, <laughs> Fortnite. Um, so there were a lot of things that just added up. One one of the main factors being Twitch. Twitch mm. was a big, big influence in bringing esports into the mainstream. Another big factor were that certain game titles and game publishers actually decided, hey, you know, these games are popular. Let's build on it. Right. Let's actually make something of it. So the ones that I'm going to think of are like Dota, League of Legends. What is Dota? Come on, huh. school me. Because <laughs> you guys have been mentioning. Like we sat, <laughs> we sat in the meeting the other day, and you went, "Yeah, it was Dota," and then you all laughed, and I'm like, what "Yeah, the it's fuck like is the Dota? inside <laughs> joke." <of laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, hang on a second. I uh, know League of Legends. I'll let, I'll let him explain. But right. I'm just going to say the right. Dota stands for Defense of the Ancients. Yep. Okay, so do you know the game Warcraft? Yeah. Yeah, Warcraft, you know it, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, so in Warcraft, there used to be this ability for players to mod 
the maps, modify right. the maps, yeah. right? So there's this player, he's not the creator, but he's now sort of the one responsible for everything that's happening in Dota. His nickname in, in game is Ice Frog. Mm -hmm. So this guy, what he did was he made a modified map, a gameplay inside Warcraft, mm. that you put five players against five players in which each player controls a champion like in League of Legends or a hero in Dota term. And your goal is mainly just fight it out in 30 or to 60 minutes and find out who can destroy your opponent's base first. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now that was just a mod to Warcraft, right? But it got really huge that it, it became really popular that by the time they wanted to make it to uh, take it to mainstream, Valve, the game distributor, uh, yeah, Valve, Valve, right? yeah, yeah, and yeah. Steam, yeah. Yeah, right? Valve picked up Dota. He scooped up Icefrog uh, to work for them. And now they launched Dota 2. Dota 2 is now the mainstream title that everyone knows about. Right. Yeah. But is it based on World of, I mean, based on Warcraft? It's, or I mean, it's a different engine? Or? It, it's a different engine. It's a different right. engine, okay. yeah. Uh, it used to be based on Warcraft characters, right. but then, you know, because it's picked up by another company, then there's copyright issues. And yeah, everything. Gotcha. So Different. they had to change everything. Yeah, They changed the heroes, they changed the abilities, they changed the lore of the heroes, like the, the, the background story of the mm. heroes. So it basically became a different part uh, from Warcraft. So it became its own entity. So now this Dota thing is so huge that in the last biggest tournament Wait, of the year. Let's ask him. Let's right. give him a bit, a bit of trivia. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You, you want to yeah. guess what the prize pool for this tournament called TI, the Invitational, was? The International. Sorry, the International yeah. was? The International. Guess the prize. What, the top prize or the complete pool of um, money? Both. Well, I've got to ask a few questions first. Sure. <laughs> sure. Like, so this, is this a tournament that yes. happens in a place? Is yes. it yeah. like a competition or is it like online? Or? How many teams are there? Uh, there are 16 teams. 16, 16 teams yeah, competing so they for did from around the world. Yeah, from right. around the world. Half a million? Half a million. All right. Go up a little bit. A million. It's a little bit more. Man. Five million. Oh, come on. Don't be stingy, Graham. <laughs> what? Yeah, up. Ten. More? 20. A little bit more. 30 million? Mm, no, that's too much. 25. So, yeah. 25 million bucks? The number bucks? is 25 million bucks for the whole prize pool. US? US dollars. Not saying. No. US dollars. Well, for that's 16 teams? Yes. No, well, so, I mean, so see, there's some big earnings to be had. Not. That's the problem, right? It's just for 16 teams. Right. You know how many gamers there are in the world? Who knows? Hundreds of millions. Well, Hundreds of millions. We we at at current date we're like seven or something billion people on this planet. Mm. Recent research suggests, oh no, sorry, not suggests, shows that there are two point four billion, billion gamers right. in the world. That means that one in every four of us is a gamer. Mm. Big reason why is because this thing made it so accessible yeah, to become a gamer. But of those two point four billion gamers, you take one game title and one tournament. And it's 16 teams. Yeah. 16 teams of five players. So that's 80. That's 80 players. That's it. Of right. those 2.2 billion gamers. Sorry, 2.4. So let me understand. If you would have turned pro athlete, you would have been competing in the equivalent of that with your game. Those kind of things, right? Yeah. That, all right. Yeah, at the top of the world. All right. You competing would have made with the best. Good money things. if you were winning. Good money. But only 
if you end up at the top 16 teams. Right, winner takes all really, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Samir, you're, yourself, as a gamer, we've established that you are a gamer. Yeah. But have you dabbled? I mean, I know you sort of mentioned a few things, but we haven't sort of gone a bit deeper. Did you ever have the chance to go pro or to make money in content from that? I know obviously you work for a gaming yeah. company as well. What was your sort of you know journey with games? You know, unfortunately, I never had the kind of opportunities he had. Um, I was always a kid that loved to try different things. Right. So you know, you should have stuck with one game <laughs> for fifteen years. If you asked my mother, she would have said you should have stuck with one sport as well. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, I I I loved games. Games were a big part of my uh, my childhood growing up. Mm. Um, it sounds a bit ridiculous, but when when the first PlayStation and the PS2 came out, you know, it was big things. And uh, I remember I, I'd be just a toddler in, in in these big houses in Iran, and my whole family would be playing games like Tekken, yeah. you know, like all spurring each other on. And then I'd come in, and I'm a freaking kid, <laughs> and I'd kick their asses <laughs> in these games. Exactly. This yeah, is yeah. how you tell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, and, you know, my love just kept growing and mm. growing, and I was always playing games no matter what. Um, but games never took over studying. And that yeah. was a big part of, you know, my parents' upbringing. You know. well, it's a similar story, isn't it? There, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, definitely. You know, pressure. They never, they never um, pressured me to do anything, but they just told me, you know, what, would, what traditionally would make you succeed in life and what wouldn't. Right. And I went on. I studied finance. I went on to become a trader. I did everything. It's a bit like gaming, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's still a little bit like yeah. gaming, but don't <laughs> tell my mom that. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, this whole time I just kept watching this, this passion of mine grow, mm. legitimize and just bring in a crazy amount of money. Yeah. And I was hurt, you know, personally because I wasn't what do you mean? able, because I, you missed that opportunity. You feel like it's the, you, if you were in there earlier, you could have been part of that. Definitely. I feel like yeah. I would have changed my, my, it must be a um, lot of people. I would that. have changed my study. I would have changed what I went on to, to what pursue you a study degree at university? in. Definitely something in computer science and right. development. Games. Uh, yeah. Game and that's develop. a big yeah, that's a big part of why I couldn't get into a gaming company. That's why I'm at a startup. Right. Mm. Because I didn't have the prerequisite skills to join just yeah. a, a blizzard company. or a riot or unless I wanted to settle for something that I didn't want to <laughs> at the time. Mm. So my story with, with gaming is a little bit different. Um yeah. in that I feel like you represent a part of gaming that I idolize, you know, the guys who are just insanely good at what they do. Mm. And I'm kind of coming from the viewpoint of the guy who just loves playing games and doesn't want to just spend money on it. Mm. <laughs> I want to be able to get something get out of it. Right, okay. You know? Yeah, gotcha. But, yeah. but then it's sort of a the same story going up because mm. at its core... The struggle that is faced by all gamers, uh, competitive or not, is that uh, rejection by mm. the community or mm. by your own parents, you know? Like, you can't just play games. What are you going to become mm. when you're a, an adult, right? So, living now in 2018, looking at all of these athletes uh, making big money playing games that you've always done your life, I mean, I've been playing 11 years. Why can't I make some money? I mean, I did make some money, but that's not the kind of money that I was expecting. Right, right? not 25 million. Not 25 million, yeah. right? Yeah. But the struggle is the same. It, uh, like, I, 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 I relate to you saying uh. that 
you feel this pain, like mm. looking at the mm. uh, I- industry going so big right now, because that's what I thought of when I when I, I when I wanted to go pro mm. as a player. You're just a little bit too early. A little bit too early, yes. Yeah. But then, yeah. but then, I mean, the causes are like uh, parents and community and mm. culture, right? But I don't really have the uh, this urge to blame them because. It's just the way this industry evolves. Yeah, I mean, come so, on, look, exactly playing games all day. Yeah, suddenly, you know, and yeah, I'm gonna make money out of this. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they don't. Believe exactly, you, right? exactly. There's always got to be a first. But then, yeah. the reason why I don't blame them is because I think it falls on you as the player to prove yourself yeah. if you're really worth that much money to play these games. Mm. Because when you look at the stories of the pro players now that are on top of the world. They went through the same thing. Their parents denied them the mm. right or, you know, at least the opportunity to play the games and become good at it. But they didn't care uh, and they had that courage yeah. to actually pursue it, pursue yeah. it even if the parents don't uh, that's uh, important. Yeah. Yeah, one yeah. of one of one of the players that I follow really closely mm-hmm. in in League of Legends, this guy got kicked out of house. Who is that? At 16, double lift. He's a oh, he's a big name. A- I don't ADK. play league. I don't play league, but, you know, but I know his name. Yeah, he's a great guy. He got kicked out of house when he was like 16 or something. Uh, lived in the house of some people that were trying to, you know, make their way into the esports, you know, industry. Crashed on couches, cleaned restaurants, cleaned floors, did everything he could, mm. and now he's a successful. But what is that as successful? What is that lifestyle like? Is he balling? Is it? See, you would think that, right? right? You would think that it's it's just balling, a lot of free time, a lot of time Groupies. to do whatever you want to, and it's not. I mean, if we look at League of Legends, for example, the the way it's structured is that each region has its own teams, mm. and they're all franchises, so they're all owned by private investors, and uh, each team has five players and then like two substitutes or whatever, and there's a spring split and a summer split. So two seasons, that's it, leading up to the World Championships in September, which just happened. In between that, the only time off you have, I would say, is like a month, three weeks at max. Otherwise, you are literally spending every single day, 14 hours a day, playing video games. At least nine to 10 hours is contractually obliged under your Mm. esports contract. Are they competing or just training? They're competing and they're training. Training. And then after they're done training, they're up until ungodly hours playing the game again just no. competing and competing so, and competing so, okay I, I really want to understand this a bit better because this is fascinating <laughs> and also for viewers and listeners like understanding this world of the athlete mm. and um you know because i i come from the world of like the physical athletes like triathlon and so right. on and I, i've you know i've been in the world where with elite athletes and pros and I've seen their lives, you know, and they just like train, 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 eat, 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 sleep, 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 and they don't have a life outside of that is their life, yeah. right? Um, and they've given up so much for that, and they call themselves athletes. And in some similar kind of situations, a lot of rejection, but less so than being a gamer because it's like if you're an athlete, oh, you can go to the Olympics, right? Oh, that's you know, I like my son to be an Olympic distance runner or something. Yeah. It's accepted, right? Yet yeah, I want to understand this world of the the athlete gamer i mean do they you said they do 18 hours a day sitting around i mean do they for example if you were training as a physical athlete you would have 
psychologist and you had people who would, you know, rather than just play, play, play and, you know, like do your sport, you'd have people come in and talk strategy and so on. And then you have like the nutritionists and <gasps> all that. Do they have those kind of teams of people around them? So that's now evolving. They do. Teams are beginning to invest money into exactly what you're talking about. You know, your nutritionists, your psychologists. I mean, they have team psychologists that come in to mentally help the people that are right. playing every single day. Because if you look at traditional sports, I mean, let's look at the Premier League, for example, or, or American football. You play a game every weekend and then that's it. And then you practice mm. and practice and practice until you get to that game, right? So win or lose, you know, every week there's going to be a result. But for these guys, they're playing a game every 30 minutes. All right. Every day. Okay, so this is not hours just training. Hours. This so, is competition. Oh, absolutely. And it's just like, you know, having to deal with that psychologically. What does that like, do to you? Yeah, that's what they're trying to help with. Well, that's right. So I was the, uh, when I was playing a tournament, uh, there was this once. Uh, I was with a team in Singapore with Singaporean friends. Even at the amateur level, the scheduling is a mess because you have to play a game and 10 minutes later you have to play the next game. So that not just uh, put a toll on your body because mm. uh, despite popular belief, playing games actually make you tired. Yeah. And the second thing is your mental, your, your mental state of playing, especially when you just lost a game and you have to play your second game 10 minutes after you felt that loss especially if it's a devastating mm -hmm. loss yeah it's just not healthy do you get pissed off oh, oh a lot are you doing <laughs> oh, i thought you gamers are like oh, okay it's cool there's just a specific like, term for it <laughs> what is it it's called tilting. tilting what does that mean is that like rage oh, it's, it's kind of like rage but tilting is more like i've never heard know. it until it's like when you tip when the you're, pinball you're machine. just off balance yes. when you're on balance you know what decisions to make yes. you know right. what movements to make mm -hmm. and you know what strategy to follow but when you're tilted, tilted? <laughs> is it like when you're just you're just off balance you, yeah. anything rattled. you do could everything be is off yes yes, yeah. yes rattled yes so because of this scheduling the mess with scheduling yeah. those things happen and that's why it 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 not only just started uh to become a thing uh with uh sports psychologists coming into teams it's already happened so two days ago i was up uh 11 p.m. to like 4 a.m. I was watching the grand finals for this Counter-Strike tournament. Uh, it's called the ESL. You weren't competing, you're just watching. No, I'm just watching. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's the ESL. Uh, it's an organizer, eSports League. Yep. Uh, mm. Pro League, season eight. So the grand finals is between this team from Denmark. Uh, the name of the team is Astralis mm -hmm. versus this team from North America, Team Liquid. Mm. So this team, Astralis, is establishing themselves as the number one team in Counter-Strike Global mm. Offensive of all time. And if they win this tournament, they have earned the title Intel Grand Slam Champions. So what that means is they won uh, tournaments organized by Intel and ESL mm. uh, a few consecutive times. And so they did. And the reason why I think they are capable of doing that is a combination of discipline because they practice a lot, uh, uh, a coordination between the players, uh, understanding between the players. Because, mm. you know, when you play in a team, you have to know what this player is like, what he's like, and how do we fit each other's play style, right? 
but the third factor that, that I think is a major contributor is a sports psychologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's coaching, of course. There's yeah. also a coach there for the team. He is the one responsible for the strategy and tactics yeah. in-game. But the psychologist helps you to, you know, just be in this mental state hmm. of winning. And I think that's why uh, this industry is uh, picking up this uh, sports-related uh, yeah. elements mm, and incorporating them into professionalizing it. And those guys are getting paid a, a lot, lot of money. A lot, especially in teams like that, Team yes. Liquid. They're being paid a lot. So if, if you were a sports psychologist, what would you do? <laughs> I mean, I'd be making a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just want to touch on one, one other point. You know, um, it's, it's all fine and good when we just talk about esports, but relating back, relating it back to traditional sports is mm. when it actually starts to make, or starts to resonate in people's minds. And imagine you're playing a football match, right? You go up against uh, any team. You go up against Messi. You know what Messi likes to do. You know what mm. Messi likes to play like. You go up against, you know, Thierry Henry back in the day. You know what he likes to do, where his shot selection is. But in esports, every couple of weeks or so, the rules of the game are changing. So imagine if, like, the ball's dimensions changed or the weight of the ball changed or the map itself changed or Messi himself drastically changed and started mm. shooting well beyond his average. Mm. That's what happens in video games. Every couple of weeks, there are these things called patches. And what they do is they update the power of a weapon, the power mm. of a champion, or his abilities, or it might not even affect the champion that you play. It'll affect some other freaking champion, and then that affects your champion and how you play, and then how your opponent plays as a result. So there's just an insane amount of data mm. <laughs> going on in there that you have to keep on top of and every action you take is done in milliseconds. Mm. So it's it's really cool. So you tilt. Oh, you, oh, you <laughs> tilt hard. When was the last time you tilted? <laughs> last night. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe out? Because I, I want to get into All your right. head a little bit. Michael, if you're listening to this, you're the reason why I tilted last <laughs> night. <laughs> well, what is it? Can you just explain what that was like? Well, I mean, it's... It's tilting is, you know, when you, you know, when you're tilted, like, you know, right. it's because you're getting annoyed at things that you shouldn't be getting annoyed at. Cause mm. these things, so what were you playing? I was playing Fortnite. Right. You know, this, this idiot, Michael always <laughs> likes to just <laughs> rush, rush, rush. And I'm just there calling things out. Are you playing together as a team? Yeah, we're playing together as a team. And, uh, you are you know, playing in the same room or is it remotely? Uh, remotely. Online. We, we always chat on a, on a popular voice Discord. Discord, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My hey. son's... Hey. <laughs> He's picking up. You know yeah. it. <laughs> so yeah, we're just... We're playing and then uh, he died and this is after like uh, an hour and a half, two hours. That's nothing. Two hours is nothing yeah, for playing a game. Thing, yeah. What time did you start? Uh, we started at 10 p.m. It's like midnight and I was like, holy crap, you know, I need to take a break because <laughs> right. we're not getting anywhere. We're just, <laughs> I'm making stupid mistakes. Sometimes you can tell after like one or two games. Yeah. yeah. And you know, they always say... When you're tilted, don't play. Don't play. Right. Like you have to take have to uh, a break. A break. So it's quite. It, it's a very established phenomenon, and you're aware of it. Absolutely. And yeah. what causes it? Just like it could be your mental state. It could be. It's, it's. It can be. It can be something very ridiculously minuscule, in in scale. You know, because let's say I play Counter Strike, right? Yeah. I, in Counter Strike, you play uh, a, a counter terrorist by. Uh, guarding a bomb site mm. where the terrorists will attack, right? Something's like 
when I when I'm guarding a site mm. and I have the angle to stop the terrorists, and somehow he just comes and strafes to the other side of the angle uh, the screen. Yeah. In my view, and he somehow kills me with a headshot out of nowhere. That is very tilting. Because <laughs> after that happens... I feel your pain. Yeah. After that happens... That would piss me off. My focus will only be on him and my right. game. Literally. Everything right. that I've yeah. planned right. out Becomes will be revenge. focused on him. Yeah. And that's what, just one of the things that... you got a mofo to deal with. Yes. I can give another exactly. example. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm in the bot lane in, in League of Legends. I'm playing the ADC, so the attack damage carry. I'm meant to... Get all the farm, get all the farm which yeah. means kill all the minions to yeah. get as much gold as possible. The more gold means the more items. Yeah. And the more items means the more power and the more, you know, boom, your fucking punch has. Yeah. But I'm trying to do that. And then the guy, my laner next to me, just keeps running down, dying and giving gold to the other team. <laughs> <laughs> I can't change that. Michael again. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not yeah. Michael. It's definitely me in that situation. So <laughs> that's, that's the interesting part because tilting doesn't necessarily have to come from your opponent. Your right. teammates can cause you yeah. tilting. Ah, yeah. And especially in Southeast Asia, I would say players are just toxic. Mm. They like to flame you. Flaming, uh, I'm not sure if you. I know what flame yeah, is. Flame, <laughs> flame you nonstop, even when you're in the same team, and that causes yeah. tilting all the Why? time. Why? Just rattle you? I think uh, it's got something to do with culture. Yeah, yeah definitely culture. Culture. Yeah, in Southeast Asia, I think the players are more uh, snobbish. Mm. I would oh. say they think they're good when they're not very good mm. then you play together and I do a little mistake that's not very consequential and they just flame you yeah. all the way oh, to the so end so it's less game. forgiving it's less forgiving oh Definitely. wow <laughs> that's tough man yes. that and, and your parents like, <laughs> <laughs> that's weird even like maybe yeah. on the same side right <laughs> yes on <laughs> the, the same side yeah. the best players are the ones who don't get tilted right. those guys are the ones who can actually focus there's a saying that every game is winnable yes until it's not Right. Every game is winnable. Doesn't so, matter. so let me ask you, if you were to play Andy at Counter-Strike, <laughs> does that theory still stand that every game is winnable? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, you... what, what conditions would you be able to beat him? Apart from that sort of move he's just given away, his strafe <laughs> across the that'd, end. Of that'd be tough, you know. Be tough. What would the challenge but be? Do you play Counter-Strike, though? Not no, right? Much, so that's no. the thing. It's pretty hard to tell when you can win in a game because you don't play the game. Yeah. Right. Like, I know League of Legends because I play Dota. It's similar in the genre yeah. sense. And the strategy. Like and the strategy, it's 5v5, yeah. right? So it's similar. So, But he'd be lost. I'll be lost. Like, these, these are games that are pretty much... You know, one is just a longer scale game and right. one is a shorter scale game. They have champions, they have abilities. It's 5v5 and you have to destroy the base. Mm -hmm. But he would be lost if he was in League of Legends with right. me. And I would be lost if I was in Dota with him. Lost right. in the sense that we don't know what the hell is going on in the other game. Because right. you'll have to learn a whole range of new heroes and champions. You'll have to learn the items that's available to purchase. Mm. You'll have to relearn the mechanics of the game. And that's just not compatible with each other. Mm. Do, but does, does that then sort of, I mean, does that sort of encourage people just to stick to one game? Because the, the learning curve is yeah, so huge. That's an interesting And do they point. make it like that for that reason? Because mm. there's a real benefit. If you stick at it and learn it, 
go up that learning curve. I never thought about that. Then there's a real benefit, isn't it? Never yes, thought about that. But it, it's a good point, hmm. and I think it's valid if they think it through. But yeah. I think they don't really think that much really? about that because just building the game, mm. uh, you know, adding one champion into a game, patching one champion in, mm. would result in a very different gameplay. Uh, uh, we call it meta. Yeah. So the it's meta. the way we play the game. Just adding one hero would uh, change the game in unimaginable, un right. unimaginable number I of ways. Explain right. the meta a little bit more to him. Uh, yeah. So meta is like, so you have a pool of heroes, right? Uh, champions. Let's say mm. you have a hundred of heroes, but you only get to pick five for each team, right? Mm. So you at one time, there's only 10 heroes. So then there's this uh, best strategy to go for a game. Mm. When you know that if you pick this hero in a combination with this hero, you'll have a better chance at winning right. because these heroes are overpowered at the time. So, but then me meta is like the way you play the game in a sense that these are the popular heroes, these are the popular strategies, and this should be the strategies you deploy to maximize your winning mm. chance. Mm. That's a meta. Right. So adding another hero a brand new hero would change everything right. in the meta. It yeah, upsets the balance. Yes. There's like an ecosystem of yeah. strategies. Yes, exactly. So deployments. when you say, is it in uh, in their mind to make mm. a game so hard to learn so that people would stick to one game? I don't think they even know that yeah. this strategy exists. Right. Because just adding something new is just right. changing the whole just game. It upsets the balance completely. Yes. I mean... Like there have been times, especially recently um, in the past year, where the meta, so to speak, for like a game like League of Legends shifted so drastically that teams benched their entire starting lineup. Imagine that. Wow. You know, you're you're. That's a, like going back to your point about changing the rules. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, you're, you're a Messi or a Ronaldo, and suddenly you're just benched. Suddenly we got rackets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's, now you got to use it's this. It's ridiculous, thing. and right. these guys, you know, that's their livelihood. Right. But that's your, tough. Your huh? livelihood is right. that. You are good at playing this position right. and these champions. But then don't they kick back and say, hey, look, you know, we've got millions on this and How you just basically, right. You're, you're, that, all you are is yes. a player of the game. Yeah. That's yeah. the power of the game publishers right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that, that's, they own the vertical, yes. right? And you yes. play along. Yeah. Wow, it's fascinating. And, uh, you know, if I think back, because I'm slightly older than you guys, <laughs> um, Obviously, game, I was like big into games when I was a kid and I'm right. sort of like, you know, even before the consoles, right, on the old ZX81, the 1K to the 16Ks oh, wow. and stuff like that. I mean, wow, that's where I started. I don't know half of what he said. Yeah, <laughs> just like, okay, now it's my turn, right? <laughs> all <laughs> right, all you right. The meta, we'll learn. <laughs> the meta yeah. of 1K games, yes. right, guys? You're, You're using it right. <laughs> so that's how it works, right? In the, the old black and white days, command line. Um, uh, beyond the actual, I mean, you've seen all this stuff on YouTube. You know the archi the the archives of history of games. What's really interesting, though, I suppose, talking about it in the context of what you guys are now talking about is how people perceived it back then. I think I remember because I was into games, and those days you would get like those compilation cassettes. Right. Bear with me, you know. No I cassette. Like are you on, a on, bunch of games in one? Yeah, like a cassette. A cassette you know, yeah, yeah. And you put it in, and then you press play, and it load all the data into yeah, your yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and you'd come into school and you'd trade that with your mates right. so like, this has got like Dracula on it and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Frogger oh I'll give God. you Frogger and Dracula I actually remember that <laughs> so, those are the anyway so, but the interesting thing 
about all of that is that games was very much a, not, I'm not even geeky, but viewed in very negative terms. Mm. Um, and like, if you played games that like people looked at you like you were a freak. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I would, I was really embarrassed if I saw it might like my f mates was fine, but anybody out, if like a girl found out I played games, it's, oh my God, what did you just say? <laughs> that has just ruined it now for me. It's like you were out, you were yeah. ostracized, everything. There's a lot of stigma back then. Oh, it was huge. And I, I don't know the first time I saw a girl gamer, for example, you know, that must have been like 10 years since it. <laughs> oh, girls play games? Like now it's like cool for girls to yeah. go play, right. yes. play games and you see it everywhere and like bounty, there's a whole yeah. bunch of girls in your team, right, that play games. But back then, like girls did not play games yeah. and that's changed in a generation, yes. right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, mean, yes. Like even, even when I was still in high school and I'm, I'm talking only like 2010, 2011, 2012, it was still that kind of stigma, you know, like, you know, gaming isn't necessarily that cool, even though a lot of people played it. And there weren't many girls who played it either. Right. Um, and it's really just shifted massively. Recently. I mean, what, what is that? What is that YouTube that's done that? It's, it's not just the gaming industry. It's like Instagram, it's mm. Twitch, it's influencers. Mm. It's the fact that influencers even exist. Yes. You know, it's, it's at the root of it all. It's just technology. Like technology is just changing the landscape completely. Mm. I mean, if you look at it now, girl gamers as a population of the gaming uh, population, it's like 40 to 42% or something mm. are wow, girl that's, gamers. That's huge. That's, that's you know, yeah. it's crazy yeah. where typically girls are the minority in something. Mm. Uh, and it just goes back to, again, how widespread do gamers they are have athletes female athletes yes, in there are. yes. yes. there are there's all girl there teams. are a lot of teams that uh focus on the all female teams yeah yeah but i kind of saw like, like token a, female no, team they, or? No, they're still not the problem is they're still <laughs> not competing on the main stage with the, right. yes. with the guys and yeah. that's not necessarily due to discrimination because when you see uh Girls are not girls are not competing on the main stage with the guys. You, mm. you you start thinking, right? People will start thinking, oh, they're discriminating against females. Mm. But the fact of the matter is that female gamers, I'm sorry to say, are just not at that level yet yeah. to compete with the guys. They, they can be. They can the be. physicality of, yes. of yeah, traditional so sports isn't there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't need to be exactly. two hundred yes. pounds. And yeah. So, so yeah, I, it's I, like with entrepreneurship as well, isn't mm. it? There's less female entrepreneurs because there's a smaller selection. Right. And you mentioned a, a really interesting point when you started both of your sort of intros, like your family background. With women, it's even stronger mm. that sort of rejection. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yes. Our daughter becoming a gamer. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like with a guy now, I can see that yes. it's going to be a lot easier to accept it, isn't it? But even with women, it's going to be tougher. Right? So they have yeah, to face more rejection. Like exactly. Yeah. You know, actually point you should mention this we're hosting our own event called eve of legends so yeah. i don't know if you've met oh. one of my colleagues uh cat mm. she's the face of it and it's just an all girls gaming event rolling out from like january february march this is a whole host of just gaming awesome. events and stuff that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but why, why wasn't it around 30 years ago 35 years ago i would have been like oh my god like I mean, heaven why, christmas why, <laughs> birthday all rolled into why one why wasn't a lot of stuff around yeah, back well, then there you go. I've, I've been watching this show called peaky blinders mm. do you guys know it i know of it right it's focused in the 1920s or something after world war one 
And the last episode I watched was the women going on strike for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, holy, I, I, I said it to my roommate, I was like, holy shit. Like they've been going on strike since back then and we still haven't sorted shit out. Yeah. You know, so it's not a fair comparison to Absolutely. just think think back and say, hey, why, why isn't it different? Yeah, that's totally It's going to take time. Yeah. But, but, but it's changing for the good It's though. changing, mm. yes. So like the, the change that's shifting the mindset of the public uh, of seeing games as a viable option for a career mm. is very massive in a sense that it only happened in the last decade or so. Yeah. When esports have been around for 30 to 40, even 50 years. Especially in countries like Korea, like, Japan. Yeah. Mm. So I think the support that we have towards female gamers now is a very positive trend that we should ride on. Because when you when you imagine the world competing in a specific game and you only include the males in it, you're discounting the entertainment aspect mm. if you could have the female gamers. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, you just want everybody to play the same yeah, game. Yeah, and there's no excuses, is it? It's there's not no like, excuse, you know, it's yes. been around for 100 years and we've had yes. men's professional gaming yes. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's none of that. Yeah, like exactly. golf or something. Yeah. You know, so there's no excuse for that. Yeah. So that's why I think one of the things that I expect if this podcast takes off, I think, is to help the female gamers oh, yeah. to gain a perspective on gaming and get more female gamers yeah. going. So yeah, we would love that. That would be awesome. Yes. Some kick-ass gamers who could yes. kick your ass at Counter-Strike <laughs> or League of Legends. Uh, I'd like I, to see I, you try I always got my... <laughs> my sister was a pain in my ass growing up. She, oh, she always did every single thing I would do. She'd read <laughs> oh. the same books. She'd, younger this, sister. Yeah, younger. Yeah, There's a seven-year difference, right? Oh, wow. And, you know, she would always play games with me. Up to the point where she actually got pretty freaking good at games. Oh yeah, <laughs> my that's friends, scary. My friends would come over. They play FIFA with her. They play right. FIFA with me, and it, and it was it's mind boggling, right? To play with someone who's seven years younger than you. Yeah. But not just that, she's a girl as well. Right. She met her boyfriend because of gaming. Oh, wow. <laughs> so like you that. owe that to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I like that yeah. story. So we, we've had a really interesting chat about gamers. There's so much I want. We, you know, we wanted to go into all those articles, but we haven't got around to it. There's not enough right. time. Sure. There's so much to go into, and there's so many things that I wanted to ask you. And I'm sure, you know, with a little bit of time left, that maybe there's a couple of things that we can talk about which we yeah. haven't talked about yet. Sure. Um, one is about this sort of professionalization of esports, and I don't know how much of this is true, but esports being an Olympic sport or a you know, at that kind of level. I mean, you're talking about it in in the terms of athletes and you're doing it, you're not sort of smiling or there's no flinch on your face when you do it. You're like, cool, accept that. And first time I hear that, I'm like, I snigger. You know, come on, <laughs> these guys it's are It's understandable. Athletes. I don't it's think you're the only and one. I'm not the only guy yes. doing that, right? Correct. But that attitude's changing. So where are we with that? Where are we with in terms of that acceptance at that right. level? Maybe we can pull the link that I gave. Uh, it's on the eSports. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, this one. Yeah. yeah. Just reading the headlines, I think you would, you know, have something going on in your mind thinking, mm. oh, really? Oh, really? See? Just read it out for those that are okay. watching. So. so the headline says eSports. Razer, uh, the hardware company in Singapore, to be the official esports partner for next year's Southeast Asian Games in Philippines. That's not a, an esports games, is it? It's not esports games. It's esports as an industry, as a theme. Right. So there's actually six games that's going to be featured in uh, the Southeast Asian Games 2019. Right. Is Southeast Asian Games an esports event or is it a sports no, event? Southeast Asian, well, 
SCA Games yeah, is a sports event. Right. It's like not an esports event. No, no, no. All right. So it's like a mini Olympics for Southeast Asia. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Just establish that, right? So esports is now recognized as an official medal event. So there will be six games featured, uh, three platforms, that's mobile, mm. uh, personal computer, PC, and uh, console. But the only official game that's been announced is on mobile. Uh, it's Mobile Legends, Bang Bang. Uh, not sure if you've ever heard of it. Are they going to play the game at the games on a mobile phone? Yeah. Yes, on a mobile phone. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> but Are you serious? Yes. No, this is official news, man. Right, so right, right, I can't right. even try uh, to mine. can't make it up. <laughs> I can't make this up, yeah. What so they're gonna sit so you know all those scenes of like kids sitting around the dinner table like playing on their mobile mm-hmm. phones? They could actually yeah. be competing in a games. Yes. Mate, they were gonna get a medal. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, money. All those years training. I thought they were just yes. sitting around playing on their phones. <laughs> yes, exactly. You won't know when they're training because they'll just be on their phone, you know, uh, flipping the phone crazy. and playing. It's yeah. like actually doing the game. So the, how do they, okay, oh, sorry, I know there's so many. I've got too many questions here. Sure, Andy. sure, just <laughs> shoot, how, shoot. how do they turn that into an event for right. TV, for video? Because right. is that interesting, watching somebody <laughs> playing oh. on their mobile phones? See, uh, okay, I did a poll yesterday when I uh, asked you, should I mention this thing to my friends? So I did a mini uh, polling on Instagram. Hmm. I asked the question, would watching be as fun, if not more so, than playing the games itself? So there were like 60 to 70 respondents, my friends, Hmm. uh, all millennials, I would say. There's a split between saying that, yes, it's as fun or as uh, much more fun than playing. But there's also people who says it's much more fun playing. But another question I asked is... If you understand what's happening in the game, mm. you would actually start watching. For this one, you have like 70 respondents and 63 or 64 of them said yes, they would watch. Right. So they need so, a commentator. And... Yes. I mean, they do have commentators now. Right. So in terms of the games that uh, are featured now in uh, C Games, mm. uh, Mobile Legends, they actually have uh, existing leagues for it. So the games are actually broadcasted to people who are playing the game because then they would know what's going on in the game. Mm. Then they would enjoy it. Right. But for those people who don't know the game, uh, like, you know, they don't play the game or they, they've not been exposed to this game, then it wouldn't be as interesting because then you won't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But for those who know the game, then this would be an entertainment. But well, what's interesting is it the the players and the strategy. Right. So like if you see this, like, Personalities, and you know that's that guy it's just like watching a football yes, match, yeah. right? So it's yeah. very personalized. It's very personal, yeah. And also in this game, right? Uh, do you play sports, Graham? Yeah. Uh, what sport do you play? So you pick uh, football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when you play football, you watch football as well, right? Yeah. You see the top uh, athletes like Messi, Ronaldo, yeah, and you marvel at their ability to play with the ball, mm. right? That's what people do when they watch esports as well. What do you marvel at? So when I play, the uh, one of the games is Mobile Legends, right? Mm. When I play the game, I can do stuff that uh, I know is pretty good right. when I play them. Yeah. But when you give a pro player the oh. phone and they play that character, they can do shit you can never like imagine. It's, it's crazy. Like, no, it's it's, it's, we can't because it just sounds like gibberish. <laughs> well, try. It's just like <laughs> positioning, positioning your character in a certain way. Right. 
a looking move. looking at the animations on the screen, like the minute animations, yeah. so that you know what abilities that guy has used. You're tracking the cooldown so when they can use it again, and then you use your abilities in conjunction to outplay him and still move mm. and still look at the rest of the team and where they're coming. It's just it's a fuck ton of data mm. to be processing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of processes. There's, there's right. a reason why in the gaming community when someone does an insane play, you call it 400 IQ or 300 IQ because they're just processing shit at a level that you cannot even begin to. Yeah. And I mean, I'll throw another stat at you. More people watch content on Twitch nowadays than Netflix, Hulu, and ESPN combined. Yeah, that's insane. I'm not surprised. And but it's I'm, insane. I'm one of those people. Yeah. You know, before I go to bed every night, I'll be watching yeah. videos of people playing games. So do okay, let me understand. Do people like in a tournament, do people they they watch it on the screen obviously because they're not all gathered around somebody's phone. Yeah. Yes. So, like, if somebody pulls off a move, do people go, "Oh, like in the football oh, game?" Absolutely. Oh, I would yeah? love it's to just... send. I think I'll send you a link. Yeah. So we can just pull something out. Yeah. And you know, they, you'll understand the scale. They yeah. pack out stadiums, right? You know right. that, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Actual I've seen, I've seen Olympic that. Right. stadiums. But just, everybody's cheering. But like, yes. when somebody happens and that when move, something happens. People go but they all nuts. get it. They're like, they oh. all get it. I'll just be looking at it again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what am I looking but, at? But the point is, the point is, the people who are watching knows the game. They play right, the right. game. They know what. But they, they know those intricacies, yeah. like yes. Sabir mentioned, exactly. which is like that cool down time yes. and stuff, which yes. I wouldn't appreciate. Exactly. Right? So it's like a language, you know. You won't. Yeah. It's like a foreign language when you don't understand. Like if they swear at you or they compliment yeah. you, you're just standing there, huh? Yeah. So what was I meant to do? Yeah. And that's what people in the general public would do if they watch esports now yeah. without understanding the game. But we who understand the language, when I swear at you, you'll react, right? Absolutely. You know, so, but the intricacies are key. Yes. I mean, I mean, yeah. We can get that, they can pull that stuff up. Yeah. I remember I went to the Formula One here in Singapore mm. and um, uh, it's an amazing experience. And I sat there, this is the real Formula One, like down, <laughs> offline one. Yeah. And uh, I remember sitting there, all this stuff happening and thinking, where am I supposed to look? <laughs> See, I'm like you. I'm like, what's, and like all these people are like, ooh, that's amazing. Happen. I'm like, <laughs> exactly, well, I, yeah. I, I don't know what's I, going I'm on. I'm exactly like you. I, I don't understand the F1 at all. Yeah, yes. it's my a great mate, experience. My mate will be confused as hell. Sitting there like, oh, wow, what a great pit stop. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel like with <laughs> games, right? It's like, because those small, you know, you I don't appreciate, I mean, if somebody pulls off a move, yeah. I don't appreciate what kind of risk or what kind of training has gone Absolutely. into that. But the fact that you do means that when it happens it's like wow i think the main thing the main takeaway here is that that's going to be the same with any sport in the world yeah like i can't appreciate f1 the way that someone else might be able to yeah someone may not be able to appreciate the nba like i do so given that kind of thought process mm. there's no reason or no real reason to ridicule people for watching video games Absolutely. or for finding video yeah. games yeah. that entertaining because you can't expect to know everything like that Oh, here we go. Most iconic so, yeah. place. Is, is this flashed up on the screen now? So, yeah. So, oh, yeah. okay. Can you maybe talk us through this? I don't know if we're going to get sound on it, but. Right. It's fine. I mean, oh, I think sound would be good. Yeah. Sound yeah. Would be good. Oh, yeah. Maybe if we can get it coming up, but it might be in the background. But yeah, just just play it. Play that if, if we can. Okay. So basically, this is the best moments in Counter-Strike Global Offensive history. Right. And you can just see... Uh, let's see if you understand what's going on. All right. Okay. See, okay. I don't even play Counter-Strike, so... I'll I'll see if I can understand as well. Right. Right. 
Oh, did I miss something? Crap. What was that? Okay, maybe we can pause that. Anish is like, Anish is like marveling at what's happening. So <laughs> there, there in that I'm scene, slow. in that scene, <laughs> uh, you can see the X-rays, right? The 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 silhouette oh, yeah, of the yeah, people. Yeah, I saw that, it's not it's not available on the player's scene uh -huh. uh, screen. Uh -huh. So he won't know when the players are actually coming. He has no clue. What happened there? That's really amazing. Was that when you're holding that sniper rifle? Yeah. Right. If you jump, your accuracy is like. Zero. Oh, okay. So it, but he actually got the shot. He in. actually got a shot, a double kill at that. Right. So wow. when people There's see a lot that, going on there. when people see that, they'll go crazy. They were cheering, like, whoa! Exactly. Cause, cause, I mean, did yeah. you see that? Yeah, because right. the odds of that happening are freaking, freaking really? slim. All right. Can we look at that again then? We can I, just I watch continue. We around. can just continue watching. All right. There's going to be more? Yes. There's right. a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The All next right. scene. Maybe you can just. Yeah. I want to see if I get this one. Yeah, sure. And look at how many people are watching. Look it. at the crowd. Unthinkable. They all have the same. And movie. this one, he's playing very sneakily, right? The player doesn't know he's there, so he's waiting for him to wait other players out, and he kills them all. He actually. He won the round. Stood behind him. On his own because. Right. He made that play. He's it's a 400 IQ play. That's what. Oh, is it? And this one, he's very lucky because he gets a one shot. He just randomly shoots and he kills one, and another one. So, but so is that is that random? Or is he just is it? Just he skill? knows. So, ah. so uh, look is, at this. Oh my god! Okay, we can pause so, there. So I don't know much about Counter Strike. Is that the dude there? Like I don't know much about Counter Strike, but I know that Counter Strike is one of these games where you have to know the map. Uh, like you yes. know every corner, every inch, and the view that you can have from those locations. So they have. They have an idea of like, okay, maybe the guy could be coming this way, yes, or right. maybe someone's. But to hit that shit, like that's another instinct. Like, yeah. even if I knew exactly when the guy was going to be there, even if I had all the information to sh to just actually make that shot, I would probably fuck it up. Yeah, you it's know? a whole it's a whole another function of your body, you know, to know that this guy is coming and you can shoot at him. And actually shooting him, it's a different, uh, a different function of your body. You know? mm. So it doesn't mean that when you know a player is coming, you can definitely kill him. That's why some cheaters who actually use software to be able to see people through walls, some of them still suck because they can't shoot, mm. right? So I think the, 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 the amazing thing that we just saw is that when you understand that those shit happens, at the pro level, you want to watch that. Mm -hmm. And you watching them live will go crazy, man. Right, gotcha. Can I mean, we, just, if we got some of the, uh, if we can go back into that video. Right. Th there's some of the crowd in there as well. Are we gonna? Um, yeah, we can. If, you want if some, there's anything in there. If you want some big crowds, I can show you some other videos. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean All right, maybe. Well, let, let's maybe. There's the. Maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe uh, so we can. There they are. So we can. So who's this team here? This team is, oh, okay. It's just like right. chaos. Well, I'm not sure me. if I can like, explain a, everything. Well, yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to process it all. Yeah. Maybe uh, somebody yeah. can show him a, a video a, where there's a crowd. Yeah, I'll show you the league crowd last year. Or maybe you can Google, yeah, search you, on the video. Just search on YouTube, YouTube yeah. or something. On YouTube? Yeah, on YouTube. No, on the YouTube search bar. Yep. Um, if you type LOL Worlds uh, Elder Drake. Elder and then Drake. Yeah, there. So, yeah. So um, this was last year's championship, 
and it was held in um, it was held in China, and wow. this is the stadium that that they held it in. So if you look at how big it is, that's awesome, man. So that's an objective in the game. That's a non-playable character in the game that you kill to get a buff. Yeah. And they <laughs> they use CGI to just put it in the game and, so, and put it in the live broadcast right. yeah. of the finals. And people went nuts. Yeah. Like to this day, we still talk about it. Like right. this whole stadium is packed. How much would they pay to watch? No, the, to, to go to an event like this. Ooh, I mean, it could go into the hundreds for hundreds, for hundreds, hundreds on yes, the, on the on the black market. And yeah. they usually sell out in like twenty four hours or less. Yeah, gone. So do they, uh, do they have things like you know like fans of certain teams are like you know i love this team and i hate that team yeah. and this guy sucks it's not just teams it's regions right it's regions, you know? yes. yeah but you see there's a different layers different layers to uh, being a fan of the game so for me i love the game and i respect the game mm. so when i watch uh, an esports event of a specific title like counter-strike i watch for the good plays so whoever plays, as long as they play good, I'll support them because right. that's what I want. That's what I want to see, right? But there are also people who are supporting specific teams. For example, Danish people would, of course, love to support mm. the right. uh, team I mentioned, Astralis. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the event that uh, they just won two days ago, it was in Denmark, and whenever the whenever the enemy team make a good play or if they win, the crowd is silent. But when they do something, even if it's just something that is barely good, the crowd cheers like crazy. Mm. So there's those kinds of fans as well. But That's awesome. in the future, right, uh, when we talk about sea games, it's nationality, right? Mm. So when you're competing as a nation, then your nation will cheer for you. All right, yeah, so let me ask you, yes. if you were to represent Indonesia, mm -hmm. Singapore, maybe... You got choice. <laughs> what was the game you're going to represent for? Uh, Counter Strike. Would that be at the Sea Games? Oh, that's uh, that's not announced yet. Right. So the two PC games that uh, is going to be played is not announced right, yet. Right, but that must be. I mean, if you are the publisher of that PC right. game, that is a big deal to. It get. is. It is because yeah. then the money would be pouring like crazy. Yeah, yes. and sponsorship and stuff. Sponsorship. What about yourself? What would be the game you're representing for? Holy crap, I'm so bad at a lot of games. <laughs> You're a generalist. Got, got a generalist psychologist there. Oh, yeah. I have to go with League of Legends. League of Legends. Uh, it's just a game that I love. Yeah. Uh, I love the personalities behind it. I love what they've done with it. Uh, the pro series, mm. uh, the development of the careers, and just, you know, my, my best mates got me playing this game, and I love playing the game with them. I mean, for me... Playing League of Legends is like staying up until 7 a.m., watching yeah. the freaking sunrise, yes. playing with them. And they've made videos on it, and it's always the same thing. One more game. Yeah. One more game. Like that's Let's play until we lose. Yeah, let's play until is we that lose. That that's thing? that's the gamer's lose. motto. One right. more game, dude. And One more game. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And yeah. uh, so let, let's just sort of put a number on it. If, if you were to take a, a random sample of a 1,000 League of Legends players, where would you rank? <laughs> Crap! On a good day? <laughs> on a good day? No, on any day, as a random day, and a random sample. Well, most league players are trash, so oh, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll put myself in the top three hundred. Three hundred, top three hundred. If I'm being really, really optimistic, yeah. number three hundred. Yeah, I'll put myself there. I'll give myself a little bit of. 
because there's there's things you can do. In, like there's a way to minimize the mistakes that you make in the game. Right. Okay, so let me let me ask you, going on that track, to go from three hundred to one hundred. If if you said right, so okay, uh, you've got a year, yeah, to get up yeah. to one hundred. That is the goal for twenty nineteen. What would it take for rather than just like stay up to eight o'clock instead of seven o'clock? What would it take to do that? Would, is it doable? Ten thousand hours, mate. <laughs> we got that. <laughs> no, um. It would just be playing the game and continuously looking at my own mistakes. Like every time you play the game, you make mistakes. Right. You and will always make a mistake. And the the good players are the ones that can limit the mistakes that they make. Mm. But then the like phenomenal players are the ones that can do that and still be aggressive as hell and still try to capitalize on every mistake you make yeah. and try to force you into mistakes that you wouldn't normally make. Got pretty it. much it's kind of like guarding someone in the nba mm. you know that lebron is going to make the shots you know in x y and z position but you have to make it as hard as hell for him to make the shot yeah. at the end of the day he's a one of the all-time greats so if he does make the shot it's just that clutch factor in him making the shot mm. but you still can do something about it Ten thousand hours Ten thousand hours mate 10, it's hours. what about yourself andy i mean mm. out of a thousand random Counter-Strike right. players, where would you come? If I was at my state when I was invited to the team, yeah, in Indonesia, I'd be like top 10. Top 10? Top 10 or yeah. top 5. In the world? No, in Indonesia. But in, in the, the world, world, if you put me at the thousand sample, I would say top 50. Top 50? Yeah. What would it take? Okay. That I'll, time. All right. To put, let's sort of sure. up a notch here. Right. To go from 50... To number one. Mm. So, there's an in interesting factor here because esports is a team game, mm. right? When I say I'm top fifty, I'm talking about the individual level. Right. But you you can go only so far with an individual skill. Right. But to your point, getting to number one, I would just have to play extensively, but not play straight like for eight hours mm. every day. Mm. That wouldn't actually you be, be smarter. Yeah, surely. that wouldn't actually be productive because yeah. then you'll mm. just be, you know, spamming keys all the time, but you won't know what's going on right, what's, what's going mean? on wrong. Yeah. So spamming like Sabir mentioned, you have to know your mistakes. What we do in the uh, esports scene is we record ourselves playing and then we rewatch our plays, footage, footage of our yeah. plays, right. and we identify the points at which uh, uh, determined whether we won that game or not. Same mm. with any other sport, yeah. Same with any other sport. So I think I'll play the, still the eight hours a day, but then I'll put in somewhere in there uh, watching my footage and learning from the pros, you know, mm. just absorbing what people are playing out there and incorporating that into my play. Can I, I, I want to ask you a question. I'm just sort of rounding up. Just mm. curiosity, because I'm a psychologist and <laughs> I like understanding how people's minds work and right. mm -hmm. um, do you i mean if you're constantly training yourself to certain situations like in counter-strike like we've seen on, on the video mm -hmm. here but you know it, it's familiar situations familiar map familiar sort of repetitions of behavior and patterns and so on is that sort of with you throughout the day when you're not on the computer as well yeah. are you seeing the world through this sort of lens because i i think back when i was coding mm. as a programmer you know, I, when I got really, really into it, coding, I would see like all social interactions in code. And like, you know, if I'm looking at a pen on the table, like now, mm. I'll be thinking it in terms of like a stack and 
you know, like thinking about yeah. coding a right. stack and it just kind of like constantly training the brain to think like that. Definitely. What about yourself? Yes, definitely. Because I so. as I was playing uh, intensively like uh, four to five years ago, uh, when I go to class, I would think of the things that I would have done better when I played last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think of the mistakes that I made and I would think of the things that would make make it better for me mm. and then i would already plan like this night i'm gonna play for this much hours i'm gonna play Have with these people mm. and yeah. i'm gonna improve this aspect of my gameplay but when you actually okay so there's right. that going on in your head and mm-hmm. actually in the class when the teacher's standing up are you thinking about okay like that angle right. there and is that sort of like well, <laughs> is that going on <laughs> no but i i don't think i've taken it to that extreme right. as in gaming is but just, you like you know you see your world in that yes. environment yeah. like you know it's a map yes and Yes. No. I mean, you no have way. to because when you're playing, uh, especially in Counter-Strike, you have to hold angles, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, when people are peeking, you mm. know, uh, okay, if he peeks here, I have the upper end because I have the better angle. That's what you see in mm. classes, you know? Like when you're entering the door, which way do you go after yeah. you open the door? Right. Like you, going when left? you came in tonight? Yes. Like, <laughs> when I came here, like when I came through your door, yeah. like I would have identified which chair should I be sitting at. All right. Right? Because there's a strategic point there wow. somewhere. Yeah. So it's hard be. word. I mean, because you've trained it so much, you yes. can't untrain it. It's like a, like a reflex. Because and and you're not thinking yes. about it, that's what makes it a better skill. Exactly. Right? So it's a, it's a muscle memory thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So I haven't played Counter Strike for six months now, but. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure if I get on it, I'll just be playing for a day and I'll get back most of my skills. Well, now's your chance like to get in there and beat him. Mm. <laughs> He's been off for six no, months. But six I'm, I'm months. waiting. Six more months. And then. <laughs> <laughs> yep. what, about, what about yourself? I mean, you know, in League of Legends, and does that sort of play out in your day-to-day life when you're not playing? Do you sort of see? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you you, you play, first of all. Then you look back on what you did when you were playing, yeah. or you know what your mates saying, and then you watch another guy play, and you're like, "Oh shit! Like he's doing this. Maybe I should be doing this or play this champion." And then you go onto one of the many websites that stores your data, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, you know, that's that's the new champion I should be playing, mm. or that's the new item I should be building." Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a point where I was playing so much Fortnite. I'd be looking at the bloody trees and I'd be like, oh crap, I gotta farm this shit. Hang that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's just natural. Yes. Um, I think what is he doing now? <laughs> Game resources. Yeah, I mean like I mean you could you could kind of call it addiction at the end of the day, but yeah. no, I mean everything in everything in moderation, including it's moderation itself. Absolutely, Oscar right? Wilde. Yeah. So I think it's it's well, it's been absolutely awesome speaking to you, chaps, and I hopefully you know, I'll take less of a, a role in this podcast as it grows and more of a backseat. And we get some interesting people in here who mm. come from different angles as well. Um, but even for myself and hopefully for the listeners, today was just an education. It was awesome. And, you know, I think you can't knock anything that somebody's passionate about and like convicted, you know, anybody that's going to put in that time and, develop a skill and be committed to something and go through rejection to get to that point is something which is worth celebrating really and maybe maybe what the i mean we have the professionalization of esports as we see all that going on tonight sharing those videos and so on we have that going on and we have the teams but maybe we don't have the commentary outside of the game Mm. which is i think the missing right. part, isn't it? Because there's people who, and we talked about sports like football, and so people sit around and talk about that. Yes. You know, the football and the game and all that stuff, right? 
outside of the actual match because there's that the match is you know the game's just a little part of it and there's this whole sort of ecosystem yes. outside of that and i hope that this show becomes that exactly. because you know Absolutely. you know those worlds right and you're giving a voice to all those people out there who are part of that it, whatever form and yeah you know, whatever stripe they come in or whatever sort of role they play in that ecosystem, exactly. whatever character. They have. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> You're, You're imagining things. Yeah, I am. I've, <laughs> I've been influenced by you guys just sitting right. here for an hour. So. It's, it's, it's quite a thing because we've only just scratched the surface. It's just a surface. Yeah. There's a lot more we can talk about. Yeah. And I think that's why this platform would be something that can be the starting point of the establishment of esports mm. especially here in southeast asia yeah. because that's where we're lagging behind right now we definitely and are. to your point i think uh there's much more we can do mm. and getting people to participate as well i think that's the aim yeah who, who would you like to see on this show oh so many people yeah, I mean, like, like who? right now to be honest i would love to have the razor ceo here yeah, okay Ooh, Mr. Yeah. Yeah. Lang. i mean He's been Let's make that a goal. Let's make that a goal, yeah. actually. Yeah. That is what like we know that. we're winning. I like that as a goal. Yeah, we'll, like we'll, yeah. wait for him to send us the email and we'll get back. <laughs> <laughs> we're busy this week. Three to five working days. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah that would be awesome. That'll be awesome. That'd, be awesome. That'd be a good measure of how we're making an impact. And, uh, you know, I'm not part of this moving forward. It's right. yours. It's your guys' show, right? I'll just kind of help make this happen. But that would be a really good marker. Mm -hmm. Yeah it shows the role of what this show is because maybe he doesn't have a voice in that community exactly, as well. Yes. I don't know how, how an act, I know they sponsor stuff. Yes. But you know, what's his story? What's he up yeah, to? Yeah, exactly. So what games we, does he play? We want to get behind him, you know, we want to see what he's going through. Yeah. Like yeah. when he first established Razer as a gaming company, you know, selling peripherals, uh, mm. gaming equipment. But now he's actually moving on to sponsoring esports as an industry. Yeah. He's bolstering the Malaysian scene by pumping actual money. $10 million is not a little mm. money, right? Yeah. Mm. And he's the official sponsor of Sea Games 20, 2019 now. Mm. So. We'd like to know his thought process and we'd like to know what he thinks are the solutions that would bring esports forward from now. Yeah. yeah. And his personal motivations. Personal yeah, motivation. that'd be yeah. fascinating. The he, stories of yeah. people out there are yes. very interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. The athletes themselves, the team owners, the all those organizations, even. streamers. Yeah. Everyone's got their stories. Mm. So I think Just this bring is the on. right platform. Yeah, yeah give him a platform. Absolutely. So he's he's a really good story to get on. What about yourself? I kind of want to bring the community people, you know, the people that like try to make mm -hmm. it in this industry yes. in the different ways that they try mm. to, whether it's like event organizers or, yep. or streamers. I mean, a thing that a lot of people forget about is that, hey, uh, it's not just the players at the end of the day that yes. make up an industry. Yeah. There's coaches, Correct. there's shoutcasters, there's streamers, there's event organizers, there's freaking travel logistics, logistics people like this yeah, yeah. psychologists so psychologists yeah that would be awesome to bring one of them on yeah i, I mean, would love to yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I, would, I would i would yeah. absolutely love to it's gonna be a crazy session talking yeah, to yeah, i really get into yeah. that exactly. yeah especially yes. the team liquid psychologists Woo. i want to <laughs> talk to those guys um yeah it's it's a big big industry and there's a lot to it and we just hope that everyone can come to it with an open mind like you did exactly yeah. yes that's the important part i think yeah because come with an open mind and I think you'll be opened up to a whole new world. Absolutely. Yeah, we're just gaming. starting. This is level one. Yeah, gaming transcends age, gender, yes, background, Yes, that religion. is the point I was about to... Right. 
I think I generally think esports can be the vehicle to world peace. Mm. Wow. We'll, See, we'll, I like that. I like that. We'll That's explore bold that. And good. We'll explore that yeah, as we yeah. go along. So. Yeah, I mean, make that United Nations Sustainable Development Goal. I like that. Esports. Yeah. Well, on that note, we can't better that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we can't better that. We can't go any further. We are done. We might no, need to go home, mate. No, <laughs> one more game. Come on. Until we lose, sir. Until one we more lose. Game. He's learning. It's not even four o'clock yet. <laughs> So anyway, it's been a real privilege. I've yes. thoroughly enjoyed this. It was really good. Really, really, you know, honestly, so pleased you guys have stepped up and done this. There's Thank a space. There was you. a microphone open for the industry and you're sort of ahead of your time. But hopefully this is going great places. So listen, we've talked about all those kind of stories, all the kind of people that we want on the show. Um, these two gentlemen are going to run it from now on. Uh, we put the call out there. If you want to be part of this if you want to kind of help make sense tell the story of the esports industry that's developing then the best way is we we'll put all details in the show notes reach out comment like subscribe all the usuals we'll be back you've been listening to asia tech podcast find out more at atp.show